Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Uh, CBC Hall of Famer Joe Vitale. Brooke is here. Carrie is here. I'm Randy, and it's great to have you with us. And we had a, I had a chance to sit at a table with Joe Vitale during lunch yesterday. And I don't know if Joe got a chance to see the, the Ice's fancy Ice's. nitro ice yeah. cream, but it was delicious, and the way it was made was incredible. They make it at 321 degrees below zero. That's Ooh. how they, they churn it, and it was phenomenal. Joey, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, hey, fellas, how we doing, Randy? I, I spend some time talking. You know, whenever I see a girl making ice cream, I, I can't help myself. Uh, that's just that's one of my weaknesses is, is a girl behind the counter making ice cream. So, um, I started talking. I started talking to her, and we learned a lot about it. And apparently, I would have thought that is it nit- is it nitrogen? Is it nitrogen? Yes. yes. So the nitrogen, I would have thought it gave it like a, a weird flavor, but she says actually the opposite is actually the purest form of ice cream because there's no freezer burn and there's no like delayed burning when it comes to the freezing process. It's just immediate. So the ingredients you have, they're obviously liquid or or solid with like the cookies and cream crumbs, and then when the nitrogen hits it, it goes immediately into ice cream formation. So it's like the purest form of ice cream. Which I had, I had a scoop, Randy. I don't know if you did, Brooke, uh, Randy, but that was maybe the best ice cream I've ever had. It was awesome. That's what we were talking about. It was so good. But I just want to circle back to something you said. You <laughs> said your weakness is a girl behind the counter making ice cream. Is that what you said? That's your biggest weakness? Out well, of all your weaknesses. The curiosity. Like, oh, the curiosity. Yeah. It's my second biggest weakness. The, the first is an old lady in Italy making pasta on, on in the alley. Like that. <laughs> so, I, 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 listen, a lot of women worry about their man going to Vegas or Nashville on a bachelor trip. Like my wife knows to worry if I ever decide to take a one week trip by myself to like Sardinia, Italy, and I'm just walking the streets around the grandmas. Um, you know, making that, making the the orecchetti, orecchetti pasta. Orecchetti is the number one. It's what they make. It's the, you, you break off a little, a little pasta dough, and they use like a kitchen like butter knife, and they kind of roll this up on YouTube. It's it's fascinating. It's actually became, it's became one of the one of the staples there in that area is in is it's grown and the it's been passed on to now the next generation, and and it's just these old women in these these gowns. And the you know the slide slippers, and they're like a hundred pounds overweight. But you know what? They're out there living their best life and making the best pasta in the world. And and again, that's uh, that that's my weak spot. So I know I know not to even put myself in that bad situation. I love the fact, by the way, that the Blues have empowered and have 
imported so many local restaurants, and I know CDSC has done the same thing, but so many restaurants are represented at Enterprise Center for Blues games. And it's just awesome to see our friends from Chicken Out and our our friends from uh, Sugar Fire and uh, all of the people, uh, Steve's Hot Dogs yesterday. It was great to have those. The St. Louis restaurant is really represented when you go to a Blues game. You know, Randy, it, I know you travel a lot and you see sports. You know, Carrie, obviously you've been to a lot of different venues in Brook, you as well. And, you know, I don't know for the fans listening how many of them, you know, go to a lot of different venues, different sporting events around the country. You know, I would imagine there's there's some Chicago appearances and some Nashvilles and, and some of the local ones. And, and, you know, it's kind of more popular to go out to Las Vegas with, with groups of people. It's a, it's a great place to watch a hockey game. And, and I can't speak on behalf of the baseball and football. I can only speak on behalf of hockey venues because, you know, we see everyone at least once for the most part twice in the Western Conference. And, and I say this, and I say this, just so people can understand and and grow a a deeper appreciation for what we have here. There is no venue that does this the way St. Louis does this. It it, it truly is remarkable. I mean, I'm walking around the Dallas American Airlines Center last night. Huge, beautiful building, brand new seats, brand new scoreboard. Uh, it's, It's one of the coolest, largest, I would say, hockey venues out there. And you walk around the concourse. And it's just your it's just your typical pretzels and hot dogs and pizzas, and and there's really nothing different, uh, and and that goes for everyone. I think the one the one venue that probably would compete with St. Louis is actually the new Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. They do a terrific job as well. Uh, but you walk around this this arena, and as you attend Blues games this year, or you attend the concerts, and you're seeing all these local venues, just just take a deep breath and just just be grateful. I think because it is so great to go to a sporting event and have that personal touch. And just, by the way, excellent food compared to just that frozen chicken fingers they, they throw in a fryer, which you see throughout the country. So it really is really a special. Joey, I think I know your third weakness, and that's bees. Uh, that was an interesting story to hear between you and Curbs last night. You guys were in mid-season form. Are you okay from your bee stink? Well, here's the thing, Brooke. I thought we were just on the radio last night. I couldn't find out after that we were the only seed doing the game. So I, I got more ticks last night in the preseason <laughs> game than I ever have. I'm like, why is everyone listening tonight? Uh, but apparently Dallas didn't do anything, and of course Valley Sports wasn't wasn't airing, so they used our feed for basically everything, even the Dallas highlights. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of went off the rails. And, and listen, this is the preseason. We we are feeling the, uh, the longevity of preseason just like these players. So, uh, we got a little bit bored at times, and yeah, apparently my my beasting conversation definitely got out there more than I would have hoped for. But yeah, I was walking down walking down Kirkwood, got snapped by a bee. Have no idea why. I was minding my own business. I didn't shake any leaves or, or mess with any bushes or obviously you know do anything with his nest. It just popped me right in the ankle. I have like a golf ball sized bump on my ankle. I don't know what that's bad or good. Uh, maybe if any of the listeners out there are educated in in this, uh, I'm hoping I'm not allergic to it. But I'm feeling pretty good today. You you might need to get that checked out. I don't I don't know that that's a normal thing, Joey. <laughs> I, I'll be all right. Like I said last night, uh, on you know, like my nan always told me, it's just it's just olive oil. You put olive oil on everything, and uh, <laughs> it's got to be and it's got to be Sicilian olive oil. That, that's something I couldn't get out last night. <laughs> you got to make sure it's Sicilian, which is the best in the uh, best in the world. Well, Joey, do you have some Sicilian olive oil for this Blues team for this season? Are they going to be better than they were last year? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, they're going to be better. Uh, this is a, a revamped team. Uh, they've, they've added some really good pieces. I like the transition they're heading into. Last night was the the probably closest thing we've seen to what the opening night roster is going to look like. And, and it's still preseason, so you can't look too into it. But th- there were things that I was I was watching last night. 
you know, I was telling Curbs on the, on the air and, and for the fans, you know, preseason to me, it, it definitely just, it just pivoted. We just went from the first week and a half of everyone individually getting up to speed, you know, shaking out the cobwebs, you know, finding their feet, finding their hands. You know, that, that's what the first three or four to five games are all about. You know, around that mark last night before the game in Dallas, you know, that, that's where the switch happens. Everyone is up to, up to speed individually. Now it's just about structure. What is our identity? What is our structure? What does it look like coming out of D-zone? What do we want the neutral zone four check to look like? Uh, power play, are we starting to kind of find that chemistry? And I think that I really do believe that they, they checked pretty much every box last night. You know, those coaches I talked to on the plane, Steve Ott and Mike Weber especially, you know, they're, they're perfectionists. I, I said, hey, what a game. We were talking about the good things. And they were saying, you know, there's a couple of things we still got to clean up. But I think they were satisfied with that. So I bring all that up because – this team with the new defensive uh, system in place, you see the way it shut down a lot of plays. They're not running around crazy in the D zone anymore. It's more compacted. It's more in the middle. Uh, Tory Krug and I had a great conversation about the D zone specifically. It's the same D zone he ran in Boston. He loved it in Boston. And he did say, he said, when you are playing this type of system, the one thing you have to have is you got to have good centermen. you got to have defensively responsible centermen, and the Blues truly steal from one to four with Robert Thomas, Shen, Hayes, and of course now Oscar Sundquist. They have the players in place who can be very responsible down the middle. So with all that being said, I think that defensively this is the issue heading into the season from last season. It seems already very clear that it has improved. And I think with the veteran defensemen they have, with all those games, all that experience, they're going to pick up on the system very quickly. I think it's going to be easier on them at times. Um, and then for, for the most part, when you have a, a defensive structure like that, you're going to be tough to play against. And you're going to win these games like we saw last night, you know, where you're, getting, you know, you're shutting out the other team or it's going to be a 2-1, 3-2 two, two game at the end of the day, which I think is, is, is a positive thing. Joey V was inducted into the CBC Hall of Fame last night. Interestingly, though, he was doing the Blues game from Dallas on 101 ESPN. So how did you go into the Hall of Fame last night, Joey? My dad. My dad rolled out the red carpet for me uh, and, and, and did it for me. So he was there. So I, I had my dad just do it. And what you know what? I, I kind of, I don't know about you, Randy. I know you go to a lot of these things, too, and, uh, and Carrie and Brooke, but if I'm going to a Hall of Fame event, I kind of thought about it. My mom sent me the speech he made. It was very, I was very touched by it. My dad did a great job. I almost would like to hear from a parent of the person who goes in more because I've always found it a little uncomfortable that someone goes up there and, and talks about themselves, about you know their accolades and their accomplishments, about and why they're there. Uh, but certainly, I mean, it's good to hear from those people too. But I always kind of found it kind of cool to always hear the parents' perspective. The Blues always have these parent trips to do another dad's trip this year. And I learned more about the players from their dad's eyes. Uh, and it's just so cool to hear the stories of, of how they became the men they are. Uh, but to answer your question, yes, my mom and dad were in attendance last night. And, and they, 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 carried the, they carried the baton just fine. And my dad did a great job and obviously uh, super proud. And there's a football game tonight. They're playing the Vianney Griffins. And I'm going to try to see if I can get out there for the halftime. They're having all the inductees walk out at halftime. So it would be good to go back to the old stomping ground. Good for you. Congratulations Congrats. and well-deserved. Thank you, guys. Hey, I re- really appreciate that much. Yeah. And, and yeah. Joey V, one more thing. I mentioned to you yesterday that we had a, a mini discussion here about St. Louis Mafia uh-huh. here on the show a couple days ago. And as you pointed you put, pointed out to me several times, what you've learned about the Mafia came on Christmas as you watched The Godfather. 
That's right. Every, you got a good memory, Randy. Every Christmas since I was a kid, we'd, we'd, we'd huddle up around the TV and we'd hear we'd hear stories of the mafia uh, in, the, in the eyes of my nanu, who was from Sicily. And, and keep in mind, in the 1920s and 30s, the mafia ran that country. I mean, it was run by it was run by the mafia. So he'd have these most amazing stories. And he watched The Godfather, and he loved The Godfather not only because it obviously was a great movie, but you know, half of it or more than half of it was in Sicilian. So he actually could finally understand a movie <laughs> compared to all his friends are all all in English. He loved that, and he loved The Three Stooges because you know, remember The Three Stooges? There wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was just that slap, that slap, <laughs> happy party where they're beating up on each other. So he would laugh so hard. Uh, but he had so many stories about the St. Louis Mafia and the Hill because obviously as he was you know married down there uh, at the church in St. Ambrose, so he had so many stories there and you know uh, little, little things. Uh, a really a real quick one uh, across the Missouri Baking Company, there, there's these brand new apartments, but there used to be this house, and there is a, 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 a restaurant at the corner. I believe it was not Erzies, uh, Gettys, or one of the, I can't think of the, the restaurant, but it was at the corner, right across Kitty Corner from Missouri Baking Company. And that used to be a, a big restaurant. And there was this house across the street. And so he would take us to the hill, and we, we would see this. And he goes, you see this house right here, Giuseppe? He called me Giuseppe. You see this house right here? He goes, yeah, no, I do. He goes, this used to be the moonshine. Everyone making a moonshine here, this house, un- underground, because, you know, this was, this was when moonshine was illegal. And I was like, well, why, why this house? He goes, ah, I'll tell you why. And because you see that, and it was a restaurant across the street. What they did is they actually built a tunnel underneath the road hmm. to the restaurant. Because back then, the FBI, when they were looking at people making moonshine, especially the mafia, they followed the sugar trail. If you bought a lot of sugar, they knew that you had to be uh. moonshine. So what they did is they used the restaurant to buy all the sugar, like the bakery and the restaurant to buy the sugar, <laughs> and they would run the sugar underneath the road to this house, and they made this moonshine in the basement. So, like, you know, little funny, fascinating stories like that. Uh, he was so good about when, whenever you went down the hill. And my dad, obviously, is a great tour guide as well. When you go down the hill, there's just so much going on and so many different details of little corners, little pockets. Uh, and still to this day, I always tell people, I mean this sincerely, if you're ever having a bad day, if you feel out of sorts, if you're lost, go down to the hill, spend a Saturday morning there, walk around, get groceries from Diggorial, stop at Missouri Baking Company, uh, get coffee at the, at the cafe down there, and just walk around. It just it brings you back to your past and your roots, and it really is uh, just a really, really fulfilling thing to do. Joey V, you are brilliant. You're our favorite segment every single week. You always bring it, and we will see you at the rink soon. This sounds good. Randy, Kerry, and Brooke, you guys have a great weekend. You too. <laughs> Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer, Joe Vitale. Yeah. Uh, uh, see you later. Uh, Joey V. He, isn't that great? What a great story that about the sugar at the, to the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why I've never thought about that before. But it makes sense, right? Yeah, That's it great. makes a lot of sense. Mafia had some smart people running hmm, yeah. running things. And they they probably still bombs. do. I'm not, not had. They, they had. Some of them got Let's caught. Let's not upset them.